Hey you, Nina here. You know those moments where you're living your life and then you have an experience with a person who's homeless or houseless and you're sort of left either exploding in the moment or you implode because you're not really sure how to respond to that moment and then you explode later. Maybe you put it on an online outlet like Nextdoor, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I could go on and on. I hope you get my point. That's what this episode is about. I want to invite us to play with moments where we, or when people we know, are triggered by experiences with people who are homeless. So if you listen to this episode, you and I are both consenting to have an experience that's actually going to help us diversify our understanding of how our emotions can hijack us in a moment like this. Have a journal on hand or a good friend to dialogue with what comes up for you in this episode. And for now, I'm curious. Are you ready to play? Welcome to Triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked. The very definition of Triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina El Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Let's take a breath. (sighs) So right off the bat, I'm going to tell you, this episode is inspired by the Nextdoor app and all of the people who post on there about the homeless or houseless population. (laughs) I have seen so many posts about it, and occasionally it is posts on how to support It is posts on uh, improvements or on concerns and people asking for support or how they can help. And occasionally it is people venting, people who have come to the app to express frustration about the homeless population in their area, about the people who are interacting with them and about the experiences that they're having. So this episode is going to lean into the experiences we have with homeless people that leave us triggered, which is very different than saying people who trigger us. I want us to be curious about just what is it about the experience that we're having with that person in the moment that leaves us so triggered? And what is it exactly that is triggered? What is it that makes us want to head to the next door app and post on there about a person who has fill in the blank, right? Whether it's uh, one of the posts, a new tent went up in our area. I hope this isn't a tent camp that's going to be starting, right? Or another post, I just saw somebody drop trow and defecate on the sidewalk. This is the fall of humanity. If you don't think it's a problem, then you're making excuses. That's another post. 
and so on and so forth. Again, there are many. And with this episode, I want us to be able to play with it. So I hope that you'll notice I've already done a few character voices. I'm modulating my voice a little bit because I want us to make this the least scary that it can possibly be. And I want us to agree to have the conversation. And I'm going to teach you some things, hopefully that are new, but if they're not, hopefully they're just great reminders. And here we go. You have five basic emotions. You've got fear, you've got anger, you've got joy, you've got disgust, and you've got sadness. Of all of the things that you feel, it is likely that your emotions are a shade of one of those five that I just listed. Now, when we get triggered, it is something emotional that is triggered. We get emotionally hijacked by that because it says, I'm going to protect us, right? That's what your emotion is saying. I'm going to protect us. I've got us. But the thing is, when your emotions hijack you, you leave being in the driver's seat. And what I mean by that is, it's not necessarily you making decisions anymore. It's your emotions doing it for you. And side note here, this does not make it an excuse for anything that you do. It just may explain why you blew up or imploded in the moment. So when we talk about experiences with homeless people, I want to talk about two of the emotions that are likely being triggered and that are, that is fear and that is disgust. Now, fear is a very powerful motivator. It is not always a good indicator of danger. Sometimes it is just a perceived threat in the area that triggers our fear. Disgust is a very powerful motivator. It is not always a good indicator of danger. Sometimes it is just a perceived threat that triggers disgust. Just in case I wasn't clear, when fear and disgust are triggered, it's not necessarily a good indicator of danger. It could mean that something is scary. But scary, just so we're clear, is not the same as dangerous. So what makes experiences with homeless people scary in the moment, right? Let's break it down to three different things. Your mental, right, faculties, the thoughts that you're going to have in the moment, the emotions that are going to arise in the moment, right? Those emotions being fear, anger, joy, sadness, disgust. And physically, what's happening in your body, okay? So when you have this moment, even if you're like, oh, but Nina, I usually feel sad or, or you know, I usually feel angry. What are you talking about, fear and disgust? I feel anger. What I want to counter with is that you express anger, but you express anger because what you're really feeling at your core is fear or disgust. Mentally, in your thoughts, in that moment, what many of us will think when we are being asked for money or asked for food is, 
I shouldn't have to deal with this. I have so many things already on my plate. I have to give, give to my job. I give, give to my kids and my family. I'm doing everything I can. I shouldn't have to deal with one more thing from somebody else who couldn't figure out their life. Which is a really intense thought. But because you are feeling that, ugh, that judgment that comes of, I shouldn't have to deal with this. That's where that disgust comes in. And let's be real with each other. Does anyone really want to feel disgust? No, no, we don't want to feel that. Which is where emotions come in. Because if that's what you're feeling, then that is what your body is saying. saying, I don't want to feel this way. I reject this physically now. I reject this in my body. I don't want to feel this. I want to avoid this, right? Whether it's fear of giving is another one. Uh, we just did discuss, but fear, uh, if I give to them, then I'm going to have to keep giving to them. And if I keep giving to them, then I'm going to be out of money and I won't have it for all of the things that I need to pay for that are so important in my life. I can't do this. They're threatening my livelihood. Now, again, that feels really big right now, I bet, but this is exactly what is happening in that moment. Some part of us, if we are going to be triggered, is saying something along the lines of, I shouldn't have to deal with this. I don't want to feel this way. I reject this. Now, here is what happens when this whole moment is happening, and it happens in a split second, y'all. Then we want to find a solution because we don't want to feel the fear. We don't want to feel the disgust. We have to come up with a solution. And if it's not giving in or giving the resources or offering support, what we'll end up saying is, well, I want to reject this. So if I can remove this person from my sight, I'll feel better. Will you? Will you feel forever better? Or will you have left that person, removed them from your sight, and then still go on next door and post, or still go and talk with your friends about how disgusted you were, or how angry you are that you had to deal with this because really what you were feeling at your core is fear and disgust. There are, of course, many other feelings that you could feel in this moment. And anger really genuinely could be the core. Many times I will hear people say when they're triggered in an experience like this, I'm angry that anyone has to be homeless at all. And so I don't know how to help them in that moment. And I don't know how to help myself because all I feel is anger at how unfair it is. And here's what I'll even say to that. If you are expressing anger because of how unfair it all is, unfairness, that feeling, that sadness, what you're really feeling at your core is sadness. And nobody wants to feel sad, so instead, we'll get angry. Now, here's the thing. I don't want to tell you that you have to feel one way or the other. I don't want to tell you that you shouldn't feel fear or disgust. I don't want to make excuses for why someone may or may not be homeless. What I want to invite us to do is to play with the moment 
that we can expect will likely come again. You and I can keep it very real, and we can say, I accept that at some point in my life, it is likely that I will encounter another homeless person. It is likely that they will ask me for money or for food. And what I want to invite you to do is ask yourself, if you're okay with blowing up on people or imploding later because you didn't know how to respond to that moment and express yourself effectively, if you're okay with blowing up later or in the moment, then why are you listening right now? Right? Right? Nobody is typically okay with just blowing up. If you had the tools, genuine question here, y'all. If you had the tools to be able to handle that moment like a pro so that you left that moment in the moment, would you want it? If I could offer you a tool that could help you put yourself back in the driver's seat so you are not emotionally hijacked, would you take it? I am curious how fear and disgust and anger have a hold of you when it comes to situations and experiences with people who are homeless. And I want to know, and I want you to tell yourself right now in this moment, are you ready to learn how to put yourself back in the driver's seat for a real empowered moment? If you are, here we go. (laughs) I want you to think of a moment where you may actually have encountered or are likely to encounter a homeless person. Maybe they're asking for money. Maybe they're asking for food. Fill in the blank. They are engaging you and requesting something of you. And I want you to rehearse right now what is the line that you are going to say. If someone asks you for food or for money and you don't want to give them any or can't give them any, and in fact, there are lots of different ways that people say to deal with the homeless, but I just want to put you in the driver's seat right now with if you don't want to or can't, then I want to encourage you to share the truth. Shocking, I know, but here's an invitation to think to yourself, I accept that this was a possibility, that someone would see me as a person with resources and means and ask me for money or food. The answer that you can say out loud that you will express as you look at this person with respect now, because you're not surprised that they're asking you anything. You expected this and you came prepared. So you look them in the eye and you tell them, I'm sorry, I don't have any to give right now. You look them in the eye and you tell them, no, thank you. You look them in the eye and you tell them whatever your line is that speaks your truth. Now, whatever this line is, I genuinely want you to have it rehearsed and down pat. Know what it is you're going to say. Not because I want you to be disingenuous, but because I want you to be prepared 
and this scene is likely to happen on more than one occasion in our lifetime. Instead of thinking of all of the big things that surround it, just bring yourself into that present moment where there is a human being across from you who's asking for support. And instead of passing judgment, I just want you to have already made the decision to be able to treat them with respect and also to hold your wants and needs in that moment with respect. If you find that you are still exploding, imploding, figure out what needs to be said. Figure out what needs to be said that really puts you in the driver's seat, that feels like you're owning your truth, and at the same time, empowers both of the people involved in this experience to not feel less than afterward. That is you being in the driver's seat. If you feel the need to put someone down, especially someone who has less resources, for whatever reason, you are coming from a powered, hijacked, emotionally place. If you can put yourself in the driver's seat and empower both you and the other person to be on an equitable playing field, at least in that moment, this will speak volumes, take you out of being emotionally hijacked, and of course, put you in the driver's seat where we want you. Yeah? Yeah. So I know this seems crazy simple and a lot of people are going to listen to this episode and say, okay, well, that was nice. Yeah, just like rehearse the line that I'm thinking. But you, listen, you, yes, you, I'm talking to you directly. Rehearse this line. It is a simple sentence. It is literally in many cases less than five words. Make it your own because you deserve respect and so does that other person in that moment. That's my offering, and that is my invitation to get more people in my neighborhood and in your neighborhood to treat people with empowerment and with respect, regardless of our resources, our socioeconomic status, our race, our ethnicity, our religion. I could go on and on. What we're looking for is empowerment. What I'm looking for is for you to transform this hard moment into something teachable, into something you can role model, into something more empowered than it was before. We're nearing the end of the episode, and I'm wondering, what's your takeaway? Hit me up on Insta, Drama Therapist Nina, and let me know what you're playing with by heading to Houston Creative Arts with an S therapy.com slash podcast especially if you're looking to submit your own moment for an upcoming episode. We are heading into season three come October, and we are going to be dialing in even closer and more intense to triggers than we ever have before. (laughs) For those of you who enjoy a bit of self-exploration, I'll leave you with a question for this upcoming week. Ask yourself, am I ready to play with this? If you are ready to play with this, ask yourself this. 
how am I going to play with this? And if you know how you're going to play with this, ask yourself this. Who else should be playing with this? That's what we planned for today, folks. Thanks for taking a minute to explore your triggers as a human. And if this has been helpful and you'd like to support Triggered Can We Play With That, please feel free to leave a rating and or review on iTunes as that's what actually helps other people find us when you do. Otherwise, stay curious.